Hello, all you podcast listeners out there. This is Jim Noke for Knife Journal Podcast, episode number 29. I'm here with Kyle Verstig, and he now has his new grinder. Yeah. And now he's, he's, he's officially jumped into the realm of knife making in a big way. Yeah, well, uh, I, I kind of feel like I'm building the Death Star. <laughs> because, like, the, the, so I get the... Well, you know, it's funny. You're going to have your, you're going to have on your shingle, you're going to have uh, Dr. Kyle Versteg, uh, plastic surgeon, and knife maker. Right. <laughs> uh, well, you'd be surprised, like, once I c- kind of started putting it out there that I was going to have a make some knives like people came out of the woodwork who are doctors that are also knife makers and stuff really yeah i mean it's it's pretty common even in iowa there's an anesthesia guy that i work with up in okaboji uh that's uh that is has been a knife maker for like 20 years and does does like the jerry fisk style knives you know with the forged and inlays and all that kind of stuff that's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not as uncommon as you might think. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So like, you're gonna laugh, right? So I I couldn't drive my hoopty up there because right. there's there's no way. I mean, this this thing is monstrously huge. Uh, so I drove the truck up, get the truck home finally, unload. Bring it in the house, and then I I put up our podcast, and then the video of uh, of the uh, of Jim Stewart grinding those uh, grinding that knife, right? And because uh, I I knew that as soon as I got that grinder up and running, it was it, that's that's the end. Like there's right. no way I'm gonna like for the next few days anyway be you know, editing podcasts and videos and stuff like that. You'll be, so you'll be burning up the burning up the belts. Yeah, I mean it's just it was just gonna just be like out of control. Like you weren't gonna see me for a week. But because <laughs> I have this huge backlog. Like I all these people have like told me they want something and uh you know I have a huge backlog because it, you know I ordered the gr- grinder four months ago. Right. And finally, finally got it. And so over that four months, like more and more people are telling me this, 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 want this, this. And like, so I have this massive backlog. So the next morning after everything's all done and edited, I like heat up my porch with the propane burner and I'm like ready to rock and roll. And I open up the grinder box and uh, take it out and set it up. And, you know, put the pedestal up, do all of this stuff. And uh, I go and look at my, the circuit, and it's not a 20-amp circuit. <laughs> so that's number one. Now I'm waiting on uh, an electrician to run a 20-amp circuit up to my shop there. How uh, awesome is that, huh? Well, it was something that I, I knew it was 20 amps, but I... For some reason, I thought that I had a 20-amp circuit out there, and it's, it now, turns out I don't. Now, do you have breakers or do you have those little screw-in breakers? Like I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I spent like ten grand burying the power lines and upgrading 
the entire electric stuff from my house. Like, because mm-hmm. we run, uh, have that band and we're running, you know, big, huge power loads on, uh, w- with all of the amps and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I knew I was going to have a shop at some point. So I, I just went like premium on the electricity stuff. Well, so I, I got away for that guy. Then I said, well, you know, maybe what I'll do is I'll just put a belt on there and take a picture of it for Facebook so I can show it, you know. Well, guess what? The belt doesn't fit. And it's the right belt for the machine. It's a 2 by 72 inch belt. So I know positively, absolutely, that that has to fit. And it doesn't fit. So I'm looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And I uh, couldn't figure it out, so I called Burking. And I'm like, uh... Something's fishy about this grinder. You know, like a 2 by 72 <laughs> inch belt doesn't fit. And they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, this and that, blah, 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 measure the wheels. So I measured the wheels. The front wheel is an 8 inch wheel, and the back wheel is just under 6 inches. And he goes, well, that's the problem. They sent the grinder out with a too small of a wheel on the, on the back. <laughs> So, because when you're using the standard model is a 10 inch, um, contact wheel and then a six inch, um, kind of tracking wheel. And mm-hmm. they sent, they sent my eight inch contact wheel out with a six inch and it needs to be an eight inch. So we, we got that figured out and they're sending me the correct wheel and all that. But is that, now how long does that take? Another four months? It better not. <laughs> like I'll pull my hair out. <laughs> No, I, they said they were going to send it right out. So hopefully in the next few days, well, you I'll would get think it. you would think that that'd be kind of like one of those standard things that you'd put the right the right shit in line. Well, when you when you're loading up a box, as well, many of those things as they ship. Yeah. Well. It, well, and maybe they, they just don't ship very many of them. They don't even know what they look like. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think they they do most of their stuff through distributors, and so I think part of the problem oh, okay. was that. Um, yeah. It, it went directly to a customer, and so right, right. Um, and that you, makes that makes a lot of that yeah, makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, you, mistakes happen, you know, and I don't care, whatever. I I don't have the power to run it anyway. But uh, so you open up the box, and there's a piece of plywood in the bottom, and the grinder is bolted to that, and it's base. It's like partially disassembled, so that the the tracking wheel and all that is a separate assembly, and you have to put that on. So I think what happened was they had the grinder in the box, and they just picked up the wrong tracking assembly and put nice. it in there. Which you know, listen, I it's fine. I you know I it don't happens. have the power to run it anyway, and it, it can happen uh-uh. to anybody. Right. Um, but it's like building the Death Star. <laughs> you know, it's like when that thing finally comes online, it's just going to be crazy. I'm going to blow up uh, the home planet or something. You know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All these rebels are going to take notice. <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh, I've been arguing with my wife about shoveling the roof off. Oh, you probably house. have like three feet of snow up there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to, I mean, we've got no, I don't have any ice dams. I don't have any, I don't have any icicles at all. I have nothing on my roof except three feet of snow. You should and I uh, said. Go and ahead. I said, I want to go up there and freaking shovel out three foot of snow be- just for the simple fact that, you know, you hit the you hit the um, uh, shingles and you start tearing up the shingles and, you know, it's, it'll it'll melt. It's 
house is overbuilt. It's made for northern Michigan. Yeah. And I'm I'm a firm believer that if you don't if you don't need to shovel your roof off, don't do it. Well, it's and, dangerous um, as hell to be up there anyway. Right, right. I mean, yeah. you're talking about shit that's slippery. Hmm. See what happened in Atlanta after a couple of days of icy rain. Yeah. <laughs> the whole town thought they were going to slip off the planet. I guess. You know, there was a it was a horrible horrible situation down there yeah so and then and you got that shit on your roof you're gonna walk up on the roof and you know i guess i could wear crampons up there yeah then you're gonna tear your roof up dude yeah exactly no. so so i don't have any icicles i don't have any ice dams or nothing so i'm i'm just not gonna do it so we've been fighting about that and she thinks you know because there's like news stories of roofs caving in here and there and everywhere and i'm like well Somebody didn't build a roof very good if it can't take up this much snow. I mean, this is our normal snowfall. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's it's a little bit above normal, but it's it's a it's pretty typical of what happens. And you know, it's like we get snow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, so I'm so I'm laughing at all of the all of the posts on Facebook about you know. Meanwhile in Michigan, or meanwhile in Minnesota, or meanwhile in... <laughs> have you seen any of those? Yeah. You know, they're like like uh, Stormageddon, or whatever is it is down in, uh, in in the south. Yeah. And then everybody's like piled up on the highway, and there's like a quarter of an inch of snow. Yeah. And then, and then there's like, meanwhile in Michigan, and there's a picture of a car driving through a snow drift that's like like eight foot tall <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty funny yeah there was I, mean, I have snow was, piles I have, I have snow piles in my yard that are that are taller than my suburban yeah there was you know over at uh escanaba last weekend escanaba is like you say the banana belt because they are protected by having that lake right there yep, yep. and on the on the other side of the lake you guys get killed because yep. you you know we but, get all the moisture and the cold off the lakes, and yeah. But even you know. in the even in the protected part of the lake, there the snow in uh, Mike's front yard was waist high. Yeah, yep. like and, and I get a kick out of this. Like you know, I got I've got friends like all over the world, but especially down south. And like they get like a quarter inch of snow and they're like acting like they're so brave. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I, I laugh. You know, I, I get. Uh, I mean, you you can't you cannot. There's no way that you could walk. You know, a half a mile in in the woods right now without snowshoes. Yeah, it's you, waist you deep. You absolutely have to have snowshoes. You never. You're swimming. Yeah, you're swimming in 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 water that's you know below thirty two degrees. Yeah. That's and that's all you're doing because you cannot get through it otherwise. Yeah. Well, so like the same situation there where it rained for, and I, I completely understand this problem. It rained for, you know, a while, and then that rain froze, and then it snowed on top of it. Well, that is happening right now at my house today. Okay? Yeah. And it's, that's supposed to happen tonight. And and that is right. that is a whole different world. Right. But that, but but you know you know what I did? I knew it was coming. We're stocked up. Um, yeah. I uh, canceled a bunch of surgeries that I had and just said, look, you guys, let's not, you know, even if it doesn't happen, um, you know, we can do this another day. This is not right. something that has to be done right now. So let's all be safe. And, you know, so I just planned ahead and we're going to be fine. Um, right. But the the other thing that's going to happen is uh, regardless of what happens, I'm getting in my hoopty tomorrow and I'm going to go up to uh, Minneapolis um, I promised my girls that they could go to Mall of America because they've got like an indoor uh, 
amusement park there that they like to go to. And uh, so we're going to go up there. I'm going to stop by Cabela's and look at bows for my daughter and all this. And Oh, you yeah. know, that's, I saw that on Facebook. I didn't respond to that. You're going to buy her a bow, huh? Yeah, because, you know, when the, I was a kid, I did that uh, all the all the time. And so I was kind of wondering, um, you know, because it's been 20 years since I've fired a bow, um, and the technology in that time has changed drastically. Yeah. The last time I was was shooting a bow, they had just started with the carbon fiber arrows. So that tells you how far behind technologically I am at this point. And so I was like, well, I wonder if I should start her on a compound or on a recurve, you know, because I started on a, basically on a longbow and then went to a recurve and then went to a compound. Now, see, to me, if my opinion means anything, well, sure does. I would start her on a longbow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not on a, on a straight. Yeah. Regular, longbow, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it won't be too long for her, but but they have them that are real light poles, and and I think that that gets you gets the um, I think that you get her down the with the basics, and then as she progresses, then you start adding more. What's interesting about the about the bow the bow world is they the bows now shoot like rifles. It's I mean, crazy. modern modern bow technology is amazing. I mean, they just passed a law not too long ago that, that said that, uh, or maybe they repealed a law that said you could not hunt deer with a crossbow in Michigan. And so now everybody is hunting crossbows, with hunting deer with crossbows in Michigan. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so, I mean, you have these bows that are, you know, they shoot an arrow 400 feet per second. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cross, I mean, a just, crossbow is crazy how fast. Yeah, crossbow. Shoot I mean, they shoot like rifles to like fifty yards. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, it's it's point and click basically. With yeah, one of those. yeah, exactly. And and they have they have uh, compound bows that shoot like that. Yeah. <clears throat> that, yeah. That will shoot with that kind of uh, that kind of speed and and with the sights and stuff on them, you that kind of accuracy. Yeah. Well, you know, because when I was younger, um, you know, I was I got to be fairly good. Um, by the time I was on a recurve, and then when I switched over to compound and got sights, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I, I could literally hunt rabbits and consistently hit them in the head. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I've got a, I've no got problem. a bow. I've got a bow that I picked up from Chance Sanders a couple years back, and I think he kind of is upset that he let it go. It's a it's a it's a bow called a shrew bow. Right. I believe it's made by a guy in Lansing, Lansing, Michigan. But it's a it's a very cool. Um, it shoots real well. I don't. I think it's maybe fifty-five pound pull uh-huh. or something like that. I mean, it's but it's short and it's a short hunting style bow, and it really fits me well because I'm an instinctive shooter anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm, you know, I can I hang a target in the backyard and, but you know, I grew up. My folks were were um, archers, mm-hmm. and I remember in the garage the. The back of our garage was stacked up with hay bales, mm-hmm. two deep hay bales, mm-hmm. and um, they would have a ball on it, like a red rubber ball on a on a rope that would they would swing back and forth, and my dad would hit that ball. Yeah, as it was going back and forth. I mean, they, my mom was really good at it too. Just very very impressive, and uh, and I think that. I, and and they were all shooting back then. They were shooting uh, recurve bows. I mean, they were not shooting compound bows at all. Yeah. 
So well, it's um, kind of the moving. You know, with the bow, the the best thing I can, if you're shooting a bow without a sight, the best thing that I can liken that to is when you're shooting a shotgun at a, a clay pigeon. Like yeah. you don't you don't like take aim down the. I mean, you do, but. You, you know, you're not sitting there with one eye, like very carefully putting the bead on the thing. You, the way I shoot is I shoot with both eyes open and I follow, and then, and then shoot. And it's it's a very different kind of shooting than, than um, you know, like shooting a rifle with sights on it and all those sorts of things. And and that's kind of the way I would describe uh, shooting a bow without sights. Um, so I I'm probably end, going to end up getting her a. A non-compound and kind of let her progress. Right. I think I think I you did. become a I think you become a better I think you become a better archer when you start out that way. Get the basics down. Understand the understand how the how the arrows through the move through the air. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. <clears throat> yep. And um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, uh, PWIP. I'm all Coming confirmed. Up. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's coming up. Yeah, so uh, Jim and I are going to do it as a road trip. <laughs> yep. You know, I'm going to pick them up in Detroit, right? Yep. I've, I'm flying into Detroit on April 8th, I think, which is a Tuesday, and then we're going to drive and get to PWIP on that Wednesday and then fly back out of tr- Detroit on the Monday. And uh, it actually will, even if I pay 350 bucks for gas, it's still going to be cheaper than if I tried to fly in. Um, to I think I where was it I flew in last time like Charlottesville or something one of those yeah wherever what, uh, it was Asheville Did Asheville, you fly to Asheville Asheville yeah Asheville so yeah I think that, and we'll have fun there's yeah. a we can stop at Smoky Mountain Knife Works on the way back or on the way there one of the two and that's a that's always a cool place to stop Did you get yeah, a chance to in, stop there That's in Tennessee though right It's on, it's on the way it is we we'll drive right by it Yeah I I've I've been there that's pretty cool. That's an yeah, awesome place. Drive right by it. But we're going to have some good, uh, I'm bringing my little uh, digital recorder so we can do some stuff from the roads without messing with laptop and all that. Well, that'll be great. Yeah, we can. Yeah, because you know, I don't we, know if I'm even going to, I probably will, but I was thinking of not even bringing my laptop, but I probably will bring it. Yeah. Yeah, so yep. we'll have we'll have plenty of remote audio from that, and we'll we'll get some people to interview from there. It's like a, a big chunk of the industry shows up at that. Yeah. You know, so. I, um, okay, so another thing I'm fighting with my wife about right now is I gave my mom a, uh, a laptop computer uh-huh. um, about two weeks ago. Her, her, her laptop took a dump, and it was like th- several years old. And, and we had one that we weren't using. Oh, my God, excuse me. We had one that we weren't using. So, but my wife had been using it at work. Yeah. Okay. So she had a bunch of files on it, and she said, "I got to have all those files off it before you give it to her." And I said, "Okay." So I'll, I, I'll take it off because you know how most of these laptops today have card readers, SD card readers, yeah, built yeah. into them. So uh-huh. this had an SD card reader. My computer's got an SD card reader. That computer had one. Kathy's has one. So uh, well, that'd be just as easy to do it on that than anything else. So I grabbed the SD card, put it in hers. Pulled everything off of it that she wanted and uh, popped the card out. She said, oh, there's more. Put the card back in and pulled the rest of it off it. Deleted it all off the com- off of that computer. Gave it to my mom. And now we cannot find the card. 
Ooh, ouch. Yeah, so we're searching for the card, and I'm missing a... Um, I, and I went through every SD card that I had. And, and the one, I know damn well I've got one missing. I got a 16 gigabyte one and, a, and another 32 gigabyte one, and both of those are not around. Hmm. And I'm like, well, it's one of those. I know it was either the 16 or the 32, and I can't find either one of them. And I have... I have a whole stack of them, and I went through every one of them, and it's none of the materials on that. And I was like, I, I got one more of each of those somewhere floating around here, and I don't know where it is. And she's mad because she needs that information for reports. So I'm on her shit list, and I'm pretty sure I gave her those cards, but she's not. She's not remembering it the same way I am. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Sounds yep. like you need to get out of the house for a while. <laughs> Go away. And I may end weekend. up doing that this. I might end up doing that this weekend, just sleeping outside in the backyard. Yeah, Actually, I think I, I think I may go. I may go camping this weekend if the weather is um, holds up and it doesn't get too warm. Yeah, uh, because I, I I think I'm just going to hop on my snowmobile and go for a ride back there. And yeah. I, I'm thinking that the the closer we're getting to March and we're running out of snow and everything's getting booked and I'm I'm thinking we're probably not going to make our epic trip like we wanted to make. Yeah, but we're going to do um, PWIP and that's like a short month away or a month yeah. and a half away. So right, and that's what I, that's what I'm getting at the the snowmobile winter camp trip. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna be able to make. So yeah, I'm sucks, thinking but... I'm gonna take my shit and I'm gonna go camping. I'm just gonna do a solo. Maybe I'll bring my little video camera and do a. Pretend to be um, a Les Stroud type character. Yeah, have like um, boots with fur and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I might even wear just a loincloth. Yeah, like that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so I don't know if you follow a lot of crap that's on Facebook. Did you happen to catch the some of the political rants that are going on? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay, so um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure where this place is. It's in. It's a. It's a place called. Uh, hang on a second. It's a city that banned this lady from uh, serving. Well, it's like pre-cooked bacon. Okay. And 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 the and the city came out against bacon smell because the neighbors of stock at Stockport. Where the hell is Stockport at? I don't know. <clears throat> Stockport, they came out against bacon because they uh, there was Muslims that lived next door, and they can't stand the foul odor. Oh boy! So so they told this lady that owns the cafe that she has got to stop making or stop pumping bacon out uh, bacon smell outside her, her okay. business. This is it's from. Um there's a story, I, I don't know if this is the same one, uh, in the Telegraph. So, telegraph.co.uk. Cafe fan banned in case smell of bacon offends Muslims. So that must be that must be in Europe. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, in England. Um, yeah. Well, at any, I haven't read the article, but... Um, yep, but that's the article. And because uh, because uh, uh, it smells bacon outside the... And it makes the Muslims physically sick. Well, okay. <laughs> I think I'm thinking seriously about coming up with a new um, a new perfume, mm-hmm. and it's bacon. Yeah, there they have that actually. Do they? <laughs> yeah, there's bacon. Oh, well, everything. I don't want to be new. <laughs> I have to buy some then. Hmm. 
I want to be very insulting. I think I'm going to go down on the streets of uh, Dearborn and put bacon, have a bacon suit. Yeah, Dearborn is, for people that don't know, that's a suburb of Detroit. And it's um, where a lot of Iraqis and uh, a lot of um, uh, people from other uh, countries in that region live. Yep. So if you want largest, it's the largest population of Muslims in the United States. Actually, I think it's the largest population of Arabic-speaking people in the United States. Yeah, well, and it's one of the largest. Yeah, I mean, it's. it's, But um, the only reason I know that is because I interviewed for like general surgery and plastic surgery in Detroit. Uh, and uh, I stopped in Dearborn to eat uh, Persian food up there. It was really oh, yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'd say um, if you like if you like that style of food, there's a there's a lot of good places to eat there. Yeah, and it's but you can't and you can't buy bacon there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I'll bring my own. <laughs> now that I know it's like offensive. Oh yeah, it's pork. Yeah. Well, so it's, if you want a story like that closer to home. Um, everybody who uh, is uh, of a certain age in this country is like a huge fan of sriracha, which is that um, it's the sauce with the green cap and the rooster on the bottle. It's a hot sauce. You know, it, it's everywhere. And so the, the company for that was started by this guy from Vietnam. He came over after the Vietnam War, started his country, and it, it or started his company, and like it's literally. They sell more of that stuff than they do of ketchup, practically. I mean, it's like big business. And so um, we all know that collectivists hate um, capitalist success stories. So what California decided to do was uh, th- there was chili smell wafting from there. A very similar thing, you know. And it was like chili and garlic was offending someone. So they they passed this law and all this crap and basically tried to run sriracha out of California. And now there's this big, huge, uh, uh, shortage of sriracha nationwide because of liberal California, like banning the smell. (laughs) Lovely. Okay. So, so I wanted to do this a little earlier because my nutcase dog was asleep. Yeah. And for the past 15 minutes, he's been outside yeah. And um, now he's banging on the door to come in. So we're going to see if we can't keep him relatively quiet. Right. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been running around for a while, so so hopefully he'll just be quiet and just lay down and be good. Yeah. Okay, stupid. Lay down and be good or you're going to get shocked. Anyway, um, that's interesting. I, I So I... You know, there, there's a couple of people at PWYP that are always wanting us to bring it. Oh, no boy. Else. Here we go. No, he just ran into the other guy. And the other okay. guy just just lit him up. Told him to go away. Yep. Yeah. The, Told him to go away. The, so I, you know, I have a stockpile of this stuff because I go through tons of it. And I even carry it around with me. Yeah. Um, See, I'm not so, that big of a fan of that. I'd rather have Louisiana hot sauce. Yeah, I mean, to each personally. their own. I, 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 I like that, too. I like... I, I mean, I have, in, if you go into my fridge right now, I probably have 10 different varieties of different hot sauces from, like, around the world. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of depends on what you're 
wanting. But I, you know, the sriracha is the right size of bottle to fit in most of your bags that have like a water bottle holder on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes pretty well on just about anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I carry that one around. And plus some... Um, a lot of places I go will have like bread and peanut butter in the doctor's lounge, and so right. I just take a a piece of wheat bread and a little peanut butter and then squirt some sriracha on it, and it's like that good. Oh God, it's unbelievably good. Yeah, I've not I've not had that. It's like Thai food. It tastes a lot like Thai food. You know, the hot and mm-hmm. sweet and peanutty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, so it's so, it's one of my <clears> favorites. So did you hear the their, their latest thing too out of Japan? Speaking of funny foods, um, back to the uh, um, to the issue with uh, fish from the Pacific and being radioactive. Uh huh. They just they just dumped about a bunch of uh, radioactive water on the ground uh, in Japan again. Oh jeez. The other day. So now now more than ever, I think I'm going to invest in a um, in a little. Um, Shut up, boo. They don't. I think I'm going to invest in a little uh, uh, Geiger counter. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they'd be all that expensive. I start eating. Yeah. And well, they're about 400 bucks, I think. Uh, I mean, they're not they're not horribly expensive, but you know, it's just or just avoid saltwater fish. Well, I just told you the other day that we have a new sushi shop <laughs> in in town that has phenomenal. Su- I mean, they're just they imported people from Japan to make it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it, it's a really really good restaurant, and they have great great sushi. Yeah. And I'm all worried about freaking uh, tuna that's uh, that's radioactive. Yeah, there's that. You know, I mean, it just kind of irritates me now, and because it's it's not like getting exposed by the air. Yeah, when you ingest it, it doesn't go away. And it probably you, gets incorporated it, in your bones and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. It gets you. You it just becomes part of your 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 little ecosystem, hmm. <laughs> and that's a bad thing. Yeah, that's no good. Mm-mm. So I was actually thinking about doing that, and uh, uh, I know that they. It's kind of comical because I guess there's apps. You can buy this little gizmo that goes on an iPhone, and you can have a an app for um, measuring the radiation outside, but it's not. I guess it's not accurate enough to to actually pinpoint whether food is radioactive or not. Yeah, well, and then the funny thing is, is like you'll catch little snippets here and there about like there's radioactivity on the beaches in California, but that gets hushed up pretty damn quick. Right. And I'm not sure it, it makes you wonder what what the ultimate goal of that is you'd think that unless they're just uh, trying not to create a panic well i think that's i think they're probably trying to make it so that the fishing and crab industry doesn't that's the thing that kills me is you know that some of that stuff went up to alaska which is where i get my crab from 
And so I think they're trying to make sure that those industries don't collapse because of it, would be my guess. And then there's really nothing you can do about it. I mean, like, so it's not like you can just go out and clean up the ocean of of radioactivity. So since you can't... Since you can't do anything, they're just trying to mitigate the damage that it would do to industry if people figured it out. It'd be my guess. Mm-hmm. Or, or it may be that we're just worried about nothing. You know, Much the ocean's pretty nothing. damn big. Yeah, I, I would think if you got your Geiger counter, it, it'd be, it'd be pretty. Un, I, I think it'd be pretty unusual for like fish to take on radioactivity. <laughs> I, I, I well, know it's possible. I, I'm not saying I mean, it's not. Sw- I just, I just wonder. If they're swimming through, if they're swimming through water that's contaminated, yeah, water goes through their gills. Yeah. Well, no, no doubt. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not possible. I just, I just don't know if it's as big of. Um, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and nobody's going to tell you if it is. No, that's and, and I know that. I know that there's been some reports of. Like I said, radioactivity in the beach and and uh, uh, not so much California, but north of there. Uh-huh. Um, maybe they're just shooting people with Geiger counters on the beach in California. Yeah, well, I know, but, I know that, the, but I know the Washington State. The, there's Washington State. They're saying that they're having debris that washes up and and it, and supposedly that's radioactive. I don't know if that's if that's true because you don't see it anywhere. Huh. So then I saw a. Um, and I haven't I haven't saw the clip yet, but it was something about uh, they were talking about the FCC wanting to start starting to monitor what and how the news gets reported. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's the top link on Drudge Report today. Oh, what, what, okay. So what's that about? Well, it, if we don't if have people, the First Amendment, well, anymore? the thing is, it's it's always been you have to kind of go back and look at history. Um, and in this country, that's nothing new because in the 50s and 60s, they had what was called the fairness doctrine. Mm-hmm. And that's that if you presented a story that that was unfavorable to w- the collectivists, then um, you'd have to have another story balancing it that was favorable to collectivists. Um, y- you know, and so that's and that that was <coughs> finally done away with in like 1987. They stopped that. And then mm-hmm. it, it officially went off of the FCC's books in 2011. So okay. this is this is nothing new. So they want to do this again. Yeah, they're they're trying to reinstitute it and I think it's I think a lot of that is because if you if you look at articles on the internet, the articles say one thing and if you read the comments, it it says a totally different thing. You know, so I I'll read the article but the only reason I, the only way I will ever read an article on any site anywhere on the internet is if it allows comments. If they don't allow comments, then they're hiding something, you know. And so, because it's you get the truth of the story most of the time in the comments, and um, because people call out things that are factually wrong and you know th- those sorts of things. Whereas if they don't, if they're if they're if they disable the comments, it's because their story got all blowed up. You know, and whatever lie they were trying to tell just got nuked, and then they'll disable the comments. But um, ah. so, like CNN, and it, all of their stuff is is like that. Well, yeah. If you go, if you so, if you go on Drudge Report and and click on any of the links that um, click on any of the links on there, 
um, there will be comments on that article, like right. on the um, FCC one. There's right now at the time of this recording, they're allowing comments, so you have to go down and click on comments. And this one's in the Wall Street Journal, and there's nine pages of comments. Okay. You know, and the the comments will like totally call out BS in the article. You okay, know, so, so so the Fukushima is um, CNN apparently disabled the comments on that. Right, and the and any any time that they any time that the comments nuke the article and look bad for um, collectivists, a lot of these news sites will ban will disable comments. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, because yeah, and that's and that's how you know if they're trying to pull something off on you is if they disable comments or if you can tell, you know, you'll see a lot of these. You'll look on it one minute and there'll be like three hundred and six comments, and the next it's like two hundred and two, you know, and they're just deleting the comments that you know don't don't agree with the official party line, you know. So we've had that for a long time, but. Um, they're they're going to have a real real hard time controlling the narrative um, with the internet there. Okay, so you know. um, Trident Group lost a couple of of security officers aboard the Mersk, Alabama, for the boat that Captain Phillips was on. You're going to have to <coughs> fill in more details here. I, um, okay, I, I don't know. Remember, anything. remember the remember the Mersk. The Mersk, Alabama, which is uh, a ship that was uh, pirated, and all of the, all aboard were kidnapped. The, and, by Somalis or whatever? Yes. Okay, that's they, that uh, one. And then they shot the Somali pirates. Our Navy SEALs shot the pirates in the head, basically. Correct. Yeah, okay. Okay, a couple of the Navy SEALs that were actually on that boat, or maybe that was just the first report and maybe that's not true now. But my understanding was they were actually two of the guys that were actually on that are now working for a company called Trident Group. Okay. Providing security on ships. Uh-huh. They, they were found dead on that ship on the Maersk, Alabama. Weird. And they said that it's, um, uh, they said there's, the police are saying that um, it does not appear to be foul play. Why I don't understand how it's not foul play. Did, are they saying they just committed suicide? I don't know. They're not saying anything. They're just saying it's, it does not appear to be foul play. Hmm. Now, I'm not quite understanding how that can be. They didn't find them for, uh, I guess, a day after being at dock. So maybe they maybe they got off the boat and got all pie-eyed. and I don't know. Maybe yeah. they shot up some heroin. And they overdosed. Maybe they. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I mean, it's hard to say. You know, Who knows? You know. I. I'll pretty much guarantee that none of that stuff happened. I can't imagine um, how that how that could happen. I mean, these guys are in prime condition. 40, yeah. Forty four years old. They just got out of the military. Mm, yeah. And they're and they're just dead. There's going to be, and and I don't know. They're in the Seychelles right now, so I'm not sure if if the if the FBI is going to investigate that or if it's just going, it's to, going to be going to take somebody. They're going to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, you know that's that's the way it works now. 
Yeah, because they're released now. There's prices on their head. There are bounties on their head. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, I really get, um, I, I really get kind of a funny feeling when they start publicizing guys' names mm-hmm. or units that do a particular thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden that puts a big bullseye on their backs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you're dealing with groups of people that are that hold grudges. Yeah, for for millennia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not so sure about what's going on with that, but I thought it was kind of kind of an odd, um, an odd situation there. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what do you know in the world of knives? I, there's a a survival related story. Do you know anything new with? Uh, with uh, knives, survival-related story. What's that? Well, um, you know uh, Cody London. Yep. Well, he got fired from uh, from that show, Derp Survival oh. or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, he, he there's a thing on his webpage that says he he was fired over like safety and health concerns. Like it's it's pretty hmm. vague. You, I mean, you, you can't tell from there. What safety? What the, why do you keep going out of focus? Uh, probably because um, it's dark in here and the camera's having a hard time focusing. Oh, yeah. um, health concerns. So they're saying that he should wear shoes. Well, that's kind of what I initially no, sh- no shirt, no shoes, no service. Right, and then <laughs> so then there's a there's a th- a thread on Blade forums about it, and then some of the people were like, "Well, they probably told him to do something stupid and he wouldn't do it." Um, and my, my response to that on there was, it was kind of like dropping a bomb in that thread, but I was like, well, if he had health concerns about doing something stupid, then why did he consent to the whole lighting of the gunpowder on the arm stunt yeah. with Canterbury? So well, probably cause Dave wanted him to do it. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's kind of like Woody Allen, um, Woody Allen, if for people who don't know, is an American director, and uh, he got in some trouble in the 80s because he married one of his stepdaughters. Well, now <laughs> the other stepdaughter is saying he molested her, and he's denying it and saying, well, can't you give me the benefit of the doubt? And it's like, well, dude, you kind of lose the benefit of the doubt when you marry one of your stepdaughters, okay? <laughs> you can't say you didn't do anything to the other one when you married one, which is one of the scummiest things you can possibly do. Right. So the way I see it is like, you know, you can't you can't say, well, you know, I have health concerns about this stuff when when you participated in a stunt that's one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen, lighting gunpowder to cauterize a self-inflicted wound on some dude's arm. You know, it's like you you can't you can't say like well I had health concerns and that's why they fired me when you know <laughs> when clearly that, you didn't have <clears throat> health concerns over something else that was probably dumber than anything they'd ever ask you to do. You really think it was that dumb? It's it's stupid. It was it was absolutely asinine. They were they were reenacting the scene from First Blood or from any right. of those old westerns where they would do that. Right. It, it's an urban legend. Uh, nobody would ever do that because if you do that, you're stupid. You know. Yeah, but why? What, what does okay. that do to you? Okay, so let's say that you and I are out in the woods, right? 
Yeah. And uh, you decide to intentionally take your knife and cut your arm. And uh, and uh, where where he cut his arm, there's no vital structures underneath there. There's basically fat and and muscle. There's no arteries. There's nothing major that would ever bleed in there. You can. Right. They could have easily just held pressure. Number one, why did you cut your arm intentionally in the first well, place? Well, oh, back up the truck. Back up the truck a minute. Okay. So so, what would have happened with that health wise had he just accidentally cut himself and wanted it to stop bleeding and didn't want to hold pressure and he wanted to use that is that unhealthy to yes. do that yes why would why is that unhealthy because you have burn tissue and you right because the, there's there's um you if you light gunpowder in a wound what what is going to happen is you're going to create a third degree burn so correct the wound itself and it's probably not going to stop the bleeding anyway, you know, unless you like burn like pounds of gunpowder in there. It's not going to stop it anyway, you really? know, really. And so you just took a wound that is basically, you know, okay, so you've got a wound um, that's bleeding a little bit. Uh, hold some pressure. Uh, if you can't hold some pressure because you're in a firefight or whatever, then, you know, where that wound was was not going to be fatal anyway. There's no way that he could possibly have bled enough from that wound to die. Because eventually what happens is your vessels kind of go into uh, spasm and they close off on their own in minor mm -hmm. wounds like that. Okay. Um, instead, what he did was put gunpowder in there, light it on fire, and what happens is it kills, it creates dead tissue within the wound. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bacteria love dead tissue. Mm -hmm. You know, like and so basically you've taken a wound that was probably not going to have any any consequences whatsoever and turned it into one that could have deadly 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 consequences mm -hmm. it, that's why it's stupid and to no. show that as a survival technique is one of the most ridiculous uh and it, I, 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 that's so stupid that i don't I, I don't even know where to start with it you know and these are people that it, should know better. Does it dry? Does it dry? I mean, are they are they claiming that it makes it for a dry tissue area? Then bacteria is less likely to go there. Whatever they're claiming, they're idiots. They're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. I'm sorry. I'm an expert in that. I can tell you they're wrong. Whatever claims they're making, they're wrong, and I'm right. You know, so they can claim whatever they want. They're just wrong. You know, far so, be it for me to say anything different. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I'm just, I'm the, just asking. The, I don't know one way or the other. Modernized burn surgery, okay? Hiram Polk, Gordon Tobin, those are my mm -hmm. teachers, okay? I yeah. worked directly with them in the burn unit that modernized burn surgery. Mm -hmm. Everything we know about burn surgery was taught and started by those two guys, and I was their direct student underneath them for years. Mm -hmm. Not not for a weekend warrior course for years, mm -hmm. you know. So like, it, it, it's just stupid, <laughs> and there's really nothing else I can say about it. It, it was so okay. stupid on so many levels. But anyway, well, and and like I said, I I don't know one way or the other. I know, I, I know what I did to my finger, but and uh, and. Uh, 
but it wasn't gunpowder, that's for sure. Right, and then and then you get into the whole thing of like what what chemicals are produced when you burn gunpowder. Right. You want that in in your bloodstream. You want that in your inside your body. Right. right. You know, like it, it's just stupid. Like I, I don't even know where to start. It's like baffling. Was that was that the beginning of the end of Dave on that show? Yeah, he was gone after that season. And I, I actually saw him at Blade right after he did that stunt. And I asked him about it, and he basically said he did it for the money, which, of course, that's why he did it. But, you know. He was he was kind of funny about that, because I, I thought, I mean, he was telling me one time about how everything on there is staged, absolutely everything on there is staged. Yeah. And, and, I, and I was thinking to myself, you know, why would you say that? I mean, why would you say, make that statement publicly? Be- you're not gonna. You're not very much long for this world if you're gonna actually make that statement publicly. Well, that- it, he basically told me the exact same thing, and both him and Cody put that exact same thing on their website, so people yeah. can go look it up. You know, yeah. um, the, but but the thing is, is like they were looking. They knew that they were doing stupid stuff, and that the people who actually know what they're doing are looking at that and pulling their hair out. And so they were basically trying to salvage like their long-term credibility by saying, "Look, we did this for the money." You know, right. they they basically made a Faustian bargain. You know, the deal with the devil to get famous, and now that they've done it, look, dude, you, you made the bargain, okay? You you acted like an idiot on TV. You acted like a clown, like the, you know, the WWF clowns, you know. That's what you are now. I'm sorry. You you took the you took the the bargain. You ran with it. You got famous. You got money for it. You 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 own it now, dude. Sorry. Like you own it. Like there's no coming <laughs> back from that. It's like, <laughs> That's funny. No matter what you say. No, it's I I I know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those funny deals, but you know they did all right though. They became famous, there's, you know, selling their little little things and Cody's been, uh, what he's been, he, he wrote a, he's been a writer for a long time. He's been an instructor for way longer than Dave has. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I don't know if that made his classes fill up more or not. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming nothing, they probably if, did. If nothing else, they, um, they'll always be able to get, at least for the next generation, people who will go and sign up for their courses. Now, right. whether they make enough on their courses, um, whether they, in the long run, feel like the hit to their credibility was worth it, I mean, that's up to them. Um, but I'm not going to go take one of their courses. Like, mm. you know, that's just, it, it's just stupid, stupidity. You know, and and I know that both of them know better, like because Cody London learned directly from Moore's. Okay, so like, and he he didn't just spend like a week with them; he spent like like six months living with them. But you know, I mean, the reality of it is, why would who came? I wonder. It makes me wonder who came up with that with that scenario. A producer. Well, and and then so so here's the other thing is like. I know for a fact that all that stuff is staged and that it, because you have to look at it this way, you're going to put up millions and millions of dollars to produce every single one of those episodes. Okay. You're not going to put your money up unless you have a say of how that money is spent. Right. Right. And you're going to want to make sure that it's going to draw in viewers. Okay. It's like the same thing with, if I make an investment in something, I'm going to make sure that it pays off. 
mm-hmm. and I'm not going to listen to any monkey business from the from the clowns that I hired. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you're going to do what I say, or I'm going to find another clown. Why would you hire clowns? Because you need clowns to make your money. Mm-hmm. You need you need people that will do outrageous stuff on television to um, draw the viewers. Because you know, if they just showed like like what really happens, like it's boring. Like you, you, if 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 people followed me around with a camera, you know, on in the woods or on an expedition or something like that, I'm very boring. Like mm-hmm. there's no drama at all, you mm-hmm. know, because I don't I don't do stupid shit, mm-hmm. you know. So nobody would ever want to watch it. Um, or and the same thing with uh, uh, London or Canterbury. Those guys know what they're doing. You know, there's not going to be a bunch of drama. It's going to be boring. And so you know, and. And they made a Faustian bargain. They made the bargain, the agreement with the devil that, like, look, if you make me famous, I'll be your clown. And now they all want to take it all back. So, no, sorry. No, you're, you're a clown now. <laughs> um, but it's like with the... Um, I, I can see why the producers um, set stuff up. And my cousin is a cameraman on that Mountain Man show or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says that they'll they'll have the guy, whoever the mountain man is, and they'll they'll have something in front of them. They'll call a producer in L.A. and the producer in L.A. One specific story he tells is there's this guy, and I've never seen the show, so I don't know who it is. But there's this guy, and they were next to a frozen pond, but the pond ice was like real thin. And mm-hmm. the producer's like, "Well, tell him to walk out on the ice, so when he falls in, we can like you know film it and film how he gets out of there and all this stuff." And the guy's like. I would never do that because I know better. Like, I'm not going to walk on that ice. I'll fall through. And the guy's like, well, you know, you should do it because it make good for, make for good TV. And he's like, no, it's stupid. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. You know, so you can say no. And those guys right. didn't say no. <clears throat> like they didn't say no to intentionally said, cutting their arm. I would have said if, if some producer would have said that, I'd say, okay, I'll tell you what, here's the show. How about you go and out on that lake? Yeah. And you fall through. And, and then, we'll show wh- what a stupid person does, and yeah. then I'll go and save you. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or here would have been my reply. Okay, you want to show gunpowder in a wound. Come over here. I'll cut your arm, and then I'll dump gunpowder in it and light it on fire and laugh at you when you're screaming and then laugh at you when you're in the hospital getting medical care because you've now got a third-degree burn. Did he, did he get an infection from that? He immediately got medical care after that is what he told mm. me. So they so they, they went immediately out. and got it uh, treated appropriately. So you know, I can't even imagine why you'd cut yourself on intentionally. Because you because you're a clown. That's why. <laughs> you're there for amusement. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, well, there's no other excuse for it. Well, there is no other excuse and, for it. And and listen, I get that people have to make a living. You know. But if you're going to make a living as a WWF star, you're a WWF star. Okay? That's how you make your living. Don't try to claim to be a WWF star and then also be like a serious person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. You know? Well, that's like, that's like saying, notice how actors are all the big spokespersons now for, you know, almost everything. Yeah. You know, all of Hollywood is like a spoke, is spokespeople for, for, um, for almost everything. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. 
Well, what else is going on we should, uh, we in should, the knife world? We should answer um, some uh, user emails. Ooh. We we probably have a ton of them, right? Uh, everything I have, I forwarded to you, I believe. Okay, let me let me get in my email here because I there was a couple in there that we had to respond. Okay, to. Rick. Rick says uh, he just sent me here sent me uh, one. The, this is probably the last one that I've gotten. And it says, uh, I'm sitting here crying because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> By no means am I an expert, but being that I live in New Jersey, work in New York and Brooklyn, Kyle was right on the money. Love the rant. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Uh, power grip. Okay, here was one. Um, I was interested in your discussion of the power grip, episode 24, I think. Mm -hmm. Don't really know much about it, and I think I'm guilty of using the grip you mentioned as wrong. Can we hear some insight on the reasons for the ex executions of the power grip? Okay, now, so... Now, when you were saying that, I was just talking about when you grip on when you hold a knife and you you hold it um, with a knife in your hand and your thumb like you're making a grip to punch someone. So it's like a hammer grip. Well, it, there's so many different terms. Like well, I don't know, that, I don't know what the the right term I I don't know what I the think type officially right term is. officially in the knife world has has its own nomenclature for that kind of stuff and, yeah. I, and i think i explained to that to somebody the other day about the same, very same thing uh -huh. and and my understanding of what you were demonstrating as the power grip would be considered a hammer grip okay yeah I, okay I mean, so so and but explain to them what you meant about the um about the last two fingers although we we, we talked yeah, about that I, the I, last we pretty uh, pretty much covered, covered that um the, yeah. the other thing the other, but the thing i did forget to say Another neat thing about your hand, uh, and you can listen to episode twenty-eight, and I, I had, I showed Jim Stewart a bunch of stuff about the mechanics of the hand and the way it works and why um, handles should be designed one way and not another. Um, another thing you can try at home is make a tight fist. Now relax it, but keep your hand flexed. Now spread your fingers without opening up your hand. Can't do it. And, and the reason why is that when you make a fist, you're, there's some muscles that are intrinsically part of the hand called the um, palmar interossei muscles. And what, what the palmar interossei muscles do is, is uh, bring your fingers towards your middle finger. So when you, like, when you, bring, when you draw your fingers together, <clears throat> you notice your middle finger doesn't move. All, all your other fingers do. That's the palmar interossei muscles that are doing that. The dorsal interossei are on the back of your hand, and they spread your fingers. Well, when you make a fist, if you keep your if you keep your fingers flexed and into the fist, there's no possible way that you can spread them. And and this is the reason I bring that up is like, um, you know, like on the Randall. Uh, airman the uh, 15 or whatever it is mm -hmm. why I, I don't understand the benefit of separate of forcing the fingers separated by finger grooves on a knife like i don't understand that like i don't i, I think it's a look i think it's a look um because it, it does look. nothing it does nothing for your grip to do that and in fact 
you know, if anything, it, it, I would think it would weaken it, but I don't know. That's just me. Well, you know what? If we, I mean, it's, and it's one of those things that if you start designing knives or designing knives the same way, um, computer, computers design cars because it's the most, let's say, the most aerodynamic thing, you end up with a bunch of cars. They look exactly alike. They look exactly alike. And I think that's part of it. I'm I'm sure that that's a look that people actually like. Uh Um, You know, there's there's probably some thought that maybe it does work better. doesn't mean that it does, but there's probably some thought that it's, you know. Yeah. there's a, there's probably there's a lot of stuff that goes involved you know into making knives and then making knives that sell right yeah and now, we've, there was, we've talked to ad nauseum about this well there's you know. there's knives out there that are very very functional uh-huh. extremely functional uh, there's some there was an old um, uh, knife editor and he was a gun editor um, that was the most he designed the most ugly knives that you could ever design. Absolutely the ugliest, and I mean a whole line of knives. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> they should have been perfect. Uh-huh. I mean they they worked. They were very very functional. Uh-huh. Very very functional knives, but they were but ugly. <laughs> but ugly. And if the knife cost fifty bucks, they couldn't they couldn't give them away. Yeah. With a fifty dollar bill attached. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how that's how bad it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a cup of coffee here. Okay. That's how bad it was. I mean, it was pretty amazing. Um, and that was that was uh, I, and I think that that's a, a lot of the reason why you're seeing knives that are, um, you know, I mean, if they're never going to be used, and they, like a lot of the custom knives are today. Mm-hmm. You know, they're $500, $600, $1,000, $5,000. They're never going to get used. Mm-hmm. Nobody is ever going to put that knife in their pocket. So what the, does it really matter if it's ergonomically perfect? I don't think it does. No, yeah. <coughs> and then, and then, but then the, the challenge then becomes making, making a knife that is visually appealing that is also functional. You know, this knife... Oh yeah, the, he's holding up the. Okay, so that totally ruined what I was gonna say. <laughs> okay, well, hold up another example, and I won't say, or I can edit that out. No. Okay, I, I just beeped it out. This this guy is um, uh, not a not a very comfortable knife to use at all. Yeah, I I carried it for like three days, and I I fucking forgot about why I didn't carry it before. Hmm. You know, because it's uncomfortable to use. Yeah, uh, it, horribly uncomfortable to use. <sighs> you know, I mean, it because it doesn't it doesn't seem to work well. Um, and and I guess that this is real typical of all of the five hundred dollar folders that you're seeing today. <laughs> It's real typical. Yeah, they're fucking ugly. They're they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. for somebody that's actually using using the shit. Yeah. I mean, so I think that's why I gravitate to the knives that I gravitate because I because I actually have to, you know I actually use them. 
<laughs> and so it's it's if you, if you use a knife that hurts your hand when you use it, how often are you going to use it? Yeah. You know, having one of those as a status symbol, I suppose. Yeah, I get it. You know, but a status symbol for the guy that doesn't use it. Yeah, and then, you, you know, oh boy, do I want to get started on this. Well, it's, you know, it's like everything else. I mean, it's it's no different than cars. Yeah. If you, if you just, you could use the same argument for cars. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh or, or anything else. You can use the same argument for clothes. I mean, let's face it. Why don't we all wear skinny jeans? Because my legs are too big. <laughs> um, I don't even know, to be honest with you, I don't even know what skinny jeans actually look like. Uh, yeah, you're probably lucky. Um, so so they're a, like so they're like what they're just real tight at the ankles. Well, they they're like regular size by your butt, and then um, the legs are like super duper tight. So you you have to like barely ever walk to be able to get into them, right? And and so if you're a runner like me, there's no possibility. Like my arms won't fit into the legs of these jeans, right? And uh, and that's basically what what it is. It's like y- you have to be a weenie to wear them, otherwise they just won't fit. Wow. Yeah. So <clears throat> we got a we got a mail from uh, Corey Murphy. Should I read should it? I, okay. So um, it's it's in regards to podcast number twenty five, and um, as I've said before. I very frequently get things just a little bit wrong. <laughs> if I'm if if I hear a conversation, you know, and I'm kind of uh, peripherally per- participating, I'm more like overhearing it because I'm like cooking or whatever. Like I'll get sh- I'll get stuff wrong, and in this case, I got I got the gist of it. I didn't quite get all of it right. So it has to do with we were talking about Bussy and the talon hole, and. Um, Oh, I thought yeah. that I thought that TM Hunt got a letter from Jerry Bussey, basically a cease and desist, but um, it didn't quite work out that way. Um, what what happened was um, on Blade Forums, one of the Bussey fans sent uh, sent them a message saying, "Look, that's like a a a, a trademarked thing, and uh, if you." Um, if you keep doing that, like you're going to get in trouble. So Todd emailed um, Jerry Bussey about it, and then Jerry emailed his number to Todd, and Todd called, and then they talked about it. And uh, uh, Jerry told him basically why he thinks it's a trademark design, and then and then Todd basically <laughs> took it out of the knife voluntarily. Okay. Um, so that's I just get a kick out. So so and so thinks that it's trademarked, and why? He, and here's the argument why I think it's trademarked. And I'm just going to say, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Good. Well, <laughs> at, at any rate, I, so that's that's the that's what I got out of that. Um, I, I I would say I don't even know what a talon hole is. I, 
Mm. Is that, I mean, I mean, like I said, that could be trademarked. The word talon hole might be trademarked. Well, it would be like, copyrighted, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because that well, could be a trademark, too. Well, why can't they say, um, why can't they say that any hole on a knife, as long as there's not a fastener or some other thing going through it, why can't they say that if you put a hole anywhere on the knife, then it's trademarked? Because, because it's been done. The whole point well, is you got to do something that's never been done. Right, and all of it's been done. Like I don't understand that. You can go that's you can go through this I've been saying. You can go that's through this book saying. that I've got um <clears throat> on like arms and armaments throughout history and every everything that we've ever done is in there. Right. You know? That's what I that's what I've been saying yeah. ever. That's the whole point because they were saying that like um w- one of the things that is trademarked is uh or or patented whatever which one ever it was is the is the um, the thing on the top of a Emerson mm-hmm. that hooks on your pocket yeah they call it the wave yeah I think they call it the wave um, that's that has one of those designations yeah and <clears throat> I guess if you read the description you don't know what's even on a knife until the last page yeah we should we should say that paragraph. um the the guys at uh gear geeks live uh they the, did some investigating An- anthony is a lawyer and he actually put up a, a big huge explanation on this on um everydaycommentary.com yep. and so the, i i for that issue i would just refer people to that um, yeah, but, because it it ends up being that most of the stuff can't be trademarked because it's already been done. Yeah, you know, and but I will say that I've never heard the word talon hole together, and and I suppose that could be trademarked. Well, what, talon hole. Yeah, I mean, anyway, I, it's like you can't trademark asshole <laughs> because that's already been used and everybody knows what it is, but. A talon hole. I don't even. Well, apparently, like that's, that's what, what Jerry calls the hole on his knife. That's what happens when like a hawk picks up a field mouse. A talon hole. That's a talon hold. No talon <laughs> hole. Like after he lets him go, there's oh, a talon hole a talon, on the okay. mouse. Okay. Well, there's that. Right. I was I was thinking it could be a talon hold. Yeah. Because he's holding on to him with a talon, but I—I I mean, it just—I've never heard that. I, you know, I've never heard that term before, so I suppose that could be trademarked. Yeah. So, so, so if Spiderco chose to and wanted to call the Spidey hole mm-hmm. a talon hole, they couldn't do it. Yeah. Because that's because that's because maybe the name would be trademarked. Yeah. Or copyrighted. But anyway, that's a it's a very it's interesting just, it's, article. It's funny. I just get a kick out. I want to poke yeah. fun at everybody that thinks that they've done something special. Okay. Usually if somebody does something special, it's like really special, it's usually stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if here's something that's never been done before, I got a I got a knife that the handle is razor sharp on all sides of it. Mm. Okay? So the blade part that comes out is not sharp at all. That's just that's just that doesn't cut anything. It's just the handle cuts. So I'm going to patent that. Uh huh. You're not impressed. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> also, the other thing 
he addressed um, in his email was that I I talked about some tomahawks. Remember, we were talking about that tomahawk that was like um, somebody asked us to comment on the tomahawk on our knife journal site. Well, he says that um, uh, the tomahawk I believe Kyle was referring to belongs to Brian Griffin. He has brought it to a couple Becker head gatherings. It's an RMJ Hawk, basically a modified Jenny Wren Hawk. The steel doesn't go all the way through the handle to allow some spec op guys to disable comm lines and power. I'm unclear which group it was commissioned for, but it was only a run of like 20 or 30. As far as tomahawks in country, I never noticed any. We had three or four breech kits kits when we were deployed, but um, not much they couldn't do that a hawk would have done any better. Um, so that that's what he said. Uh, and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let me see. Is there anything else in here? Uh, oh, we wanted to talk about straight razors. Uh, he no. says it's it's a life changing thing, especially after you cut your throat. <laughs> <laughs> he said like he's, said, he's I, done it for a month or two, and he's never going back to a Mach three. So well, it's Mach threes are expensive. That's the whole. That's been the whole point. I've been using that other razor. Yeah, with the with the throwaway blades, and I I do, I do like it. Uh-huh. Although I do not, it's difficult to shave in the shower with that. Uh-huh. And I, I like to shave in the shower, and uh, and it's difficult to shave in the. Sh- it's difficult to shave your head outside, and that's the yeah. other. Side, that's the other side of the coin. I shave my head, so it's it's uh in standing in front of a mirror, it's difficult to shave your head because you're doing it pretty much by feel all the time, uh-huh. and uh and that that um. I'm not quite used to that. I'm not really all that comfortable with that shave that razor yet. To just turn it loose on my head. Yeah. Um, on my face all day. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it all day. But on the on my head, it's a little different story. It's it's. I'm afraid it's not as forgiving. The the cuts and nicks aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, your head bleeds a lot. Mm-hmm. I think your head bleeds more than your face does. When you when I cut my head, it seems like I bleed way more than my when I cut my face. Mm-hmm. Looks like you need to get closer to a razor. Yeah, I, I didn't shave yet today because I went for a run, um, and so I have to <clears throat> take a shower get, and shave and all get, that. Get the milk? Get the milk out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're getting that because, like, I, get the I, milk grow, out, let the I grow a beard pretty damn fast. This is a day. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I just like to tease you. That's all. Oh, it's fine. I I don't care. It's thunder snowing here. Wow. Have you ever heard, heard of that? that? Yeah, actually, that's pretty common up here. Yeah, we we get it occasionally. It's pretty rare, but <coughs> yeah, it's it's actually. You're, you're, well, you're probably on the edge of getting some ice then. Yeah. Well, since we started, when we first started talking, it was raining. Now it's snowing. Yeah. And now it's well, at least thunder, it didn't hang out in ice for a while. Yeah. Well, I got. I'm 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 just gonna hold up here. For the next day or so, we've got everything we need. So, okay. So, so I was watching a. Uh, there's a company that is. Uh, let me see if I can find that video, and I can I can let you know 
I can say for actually who it is. A company called um, Green Room, mm -hmm. and they did a video. We are uh, story makers. That's getting started with you. And it, they did a song called Snow Day, uh -huh. the musical. Uh -huh. And I thought I was gonna die. I thought I was gonna die laughing at this. Pretty cute. It's <laughs> a mom and dad. They have a little. They have a little production company, and they they happen to. Uh, they make a video. They got two little kids, and the kids look like my grandkids. So maybe that's why I, I kind of relate to it. And mm -hmm. they do a video about snow day and all of the trouble that that causes with their kids, and they're sliding down the you know outside. It's pretty cute. You should you should see it. Couple minute video. I'll watch it. And uh, yeah, it's called Snow Day. The hang on a second, and I will send this to you on Skype. Okay, I'll watch it after podcast or whatever it's 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 pretty cute okay. um all right they talk about the disaster of, of snow day yeah <laughs> for, it can, for it, having kids that are not going to school well it can be it can be a problem if both parents are working right but my wife's a stay-at-home mom so not that big a deal for us um want to talk about uh a couple pieces well three pieces of gear Knock yourself out. Okay. So the first one is I I did this Kickstarter project um, where I, these guys were going to make this wallet. <laughs> and it was going to be like super thin and like like totally badass or whatever. And uh, so I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. So I, I signed up for it and I got my thing like yesterday. Your wallet? Yeah. And it's, it's Obtanium is the name of the company. And it's like an... <laughs> Uh, and, uh, well, and I thought the name was funny because of, like, you know, the whole unobtainium joke. They obtained your money. Yeah, basically they obtained my money. <laughs> well, so I'm going to give it the college try, but I'm I'm not really impressed. Um, That's funny. It's, uh, it's, it's basically aluminum, uh, and it's about the size. It's got the dimensions of one of your credit cards, but it's a little thicker. Well, you know, it's like hipster or whatever. And uh, the damn thing doesn't hold anything. <laughs> like it, it holds on to your cards, but it'll it'll hold like two credit cards and like your license and like a dollar. Like what the hell am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> so it won't hold it won't hold all this shit, eh? No, yeah, it's like you know the the problem is it's like I gotta hold my hunting license and like my concealed carry card and my Costco membership and my NRA life card and like. I mean, I got all this crap that's got to be with me because I, I use it occasionally, you know. <laughs> so I'm going to give it the college try because it was actually um, fairly expensive, but I'm probably going to go back How to much? my... I'm not going to say. Um, I'm probably just going to go back to my wallet that I... You, you, have you seen this one? Which one is that? It's it's my wallet that I got from a guy from Tijuana. He made it for me. It's got like oh yeah, it's like a cowboy wallet, you know, like the yeah. tan leather, and it's got skulls and crap on it. It's awesome <laughs> and cowboys and roping shit. But I'm probably just gonna go back to that. So that's gear piece number one. Uh, gear piece number two is the Trangia stove. I finally Ooh, broke down and got one. Um, now that's that's alcohol. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it, but now that doesn't work 
when it's cold, right? Yes, it does. And I'm going to go out later today and shoot a video. But there are okay. plenty of videos of guys using those in like 20 See, below I weather. was wondering about that. If, yeah. if somebody told me that, because I've got one of those Vargo yeah. uh, alcohol stoves. Yeah. And it's a little puck, hockey, titanium hockey puck thing. Yeah, I mean, I've got teeny. one too, yeah. And, and, uh, I had never used it when it was cold, and somebody told me. Now, see, there you go. Somebody told me that that wasn't that doesn't work well in the cold. Well, they they don't. Um, typically, they don't. But the Trangia system is different, and I think it it came out of the um, Swedish mess kit. So okay. the, you know, it's cold there, and so okay. what they did was they made it so that it's got like a little windscreen. And then the alcohol thing is up off of the ground, so there's air okay. underneath it. And then okay. once you light it up, that whole environment in there heats up like the okay. inside of a so jet engine. It's, it feeds itself. Yeah, it heat. feeds itself. And then, um, you know, it, everything fits together just awesome. I got the um, Trangia 27-8ULHA. So it's the ultralight uh, hard anodized aluminum cook set. And it's got like two bowls. Uh, Fry pan and a little kettle. And now how much? How much was that? It was expensive, but it's awesome. Like it's for. The was that, al- is that the reason why people build them out of beer cans? They don't work like this because I I've built them out of beer cans. I've got videos on how to do it. Like I I was like the biggest believer, and I've got like every major alcohol stove that's come along that was supposed to be the cat's ass. I actually own it. Um, and so I've they're actually not all tried the cat's ass. They're not nothing like nothing like the Trangia system. It it's awesome. How do you spell Trangia? T R A N G I A. And I got the the twenty seven eight. And I got with the hardened aluminum and the ultralight version. And it's it's not, it's anything but ultralight. But um, you know, last weekend when I was driving up to your place, uh, I decided to test it out in the hotel room, and I made a beef stew in the damn thing. Like a full so on hardcore so pipe. Alcohol beef doesn't stew. smell. No, and it doesn't. It doesn't um, soot up your pots. Right. You know, and 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 that's um, and the thing is, is like I made like a real beef stew, and I didn't have to refill it. It burned an hour and forty five minutes. So you use the the twenty seven six ul? No, twenty seven eight ul with the hardened aluminum pots. Go on Amazon. It's on there. Like but, I'm, a, I'm on the Transia site. You'd think that they would have put it there. Mm, oh, it's it's on there. Let me see if I can oh, find it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's awesome. H-A. Like it's awesome. Um, but like, now the stoves on those are all the same size, correct? No matter what model uh, you get, I, the stove is no, the same size. Because I think, well, I don't know. I don't know, but I know that um, that the the dimensions of it change. Um, there's like the 25, which is bigger, the 27, which is more for like one or two people. And then there's another one that's smaller even yet, but the 27 is a great size. Like, and it's awesome. Like, Oh, there's a mini, there's a mini trans you. And that's, that's more in line with like the original Swedish, um, mess kit thing. I think, I mean, I I could be wrong. I, I'm very often wrong as people know. (laughs) Um, But uh, but I I am not wrong about that. That's why we love you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, listen, I can admit it. I, like, you know, I don't care. Like, yeah, I, I screw up sometimes. You know, what the fuck? But um, yeah, that that uh, I don't. Uh, you know, 
of all um, of my Tim, alcohol stoves, that's the one. Tim spoke pretty highly of this. It's awesome. You know, he, yeah. I'll have to go look through my shit and see if I have one. I don't have a pot that looks like that. Yeah, but it, it's a whole assembly thing. Like, it, it's a whole different ball kettle of fish there. And I'm going to, eventually I'm going to make, put up a little video on it and cook something in it just to show people. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't really have time right now, but I love the thing. I'll probably bring it to my hotel from all of America this weekend and make some soup. <laughs> Because we'll probably one night eat pizza in the room, and I just I don't want to pig out on pizza. Do you? Your oldest girl is what nine? Yeah, she's nine. Does she think you're a goof? Well, she doesn't know yet. She will. <laughs> oh, she doesn't. What do you mean she doesn't know yet? She lives with you. Yeah, but she doesn't understand that what she's seeing is like blatantly abnormal. So, so she doesn't tell your mom secretly, or tell her mom secretly. Dad's kind of weird. Not yet. She will though. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, they're all going to figure out that how bizarre their upbringing was, and then they're going to write like tell-all books. <laughs> and they're going to be like, "Can you believe like he would just go out into the woods like with a freaking tarp and like eat bugs and crap and what a goofball, <laughs> you know?" Like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. So, how much does that system weigh? It's like a pound and a half or something. I, I don't know exactly. It, it's it's so, heavy, relatively. So it's really speaking. not. It's really not that light. Then, no, is it? it isn't. But uh, listen, it's incredible. Like the utility, <clears throat> you you can you can leave out uh, a couple pans and lighten it up quite a bit. You know, like if you know you're only going to use like the fry pan and like one of the the saucepans, then just mm-hmm. leave the rest of the stuff out and you'll lighten it up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But as so shown, think, it's 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 fairly heavy. How, how what's a what's the burn time on it? I on I burned no problem an hour and forty five minutes without really? adding any more fuel at all, and I didn't mm. even fill it up all the way. But I had a, I had the simmer ring on there, but it's it's incredible. Like it's it's unbelievable. That's that's the alcohol system. So you so to shut it off, you drop a cap over it and it just snuffs it out. You can do it that way or just blow it out. I okay. just blew it out. Yeah. I'll have to try that. And yeah. you think it was expensive, huh? I, th- I thought it was fairly pricey. But it's, I, I, I would buy it again. If, I, if something happened to my current kid, I'd buy it again. Like, it's okay. awesome. That's interesting. Yeah. And you're saying it's available on Amazon. Yeah. Amazonian. Yep, Amazon. The 27-8... H-A-U-L or whatever it is. Ultralight hardened, hard anodized aluminum pots or whatever. And that's the one that I have, and I'm very, very satisfied with it. Uh, another piece of gear um, I just Holy got. Shit, that's not cheap. Yeah, I know. It's pricey. That's what I said. But, I mean, you're getting a complete cook system. You're getting the stove plus um, two bowls plus a kettle plus a fry pan plus the... Holder Do you get a to, fuel bottle with it? No, but a fuel bottle doesn't cost anything. I mean, it's pricey. I'm not going to lie, but I'd buy it again. Yeah. Yeah. Ask somebody to get it for a present for you. Then you well, actually, the, I mean, just the spirit stove kit is not that bad. That's 22 bucks. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, just just the stove by itself, but really you want the whole system. Um, but but compare that, you know, that Vargo stove was probably sixty seventy dollars just for the little stove. Was it that much? Yeah, I don't remember it being that much. Yeah, those Vargo titanium alcohol stoves are ass expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's how, like how sixty or seventy wife, uh, bucks. How did my wife agree to that? I bet you she doesn't know. She probably doesn't. <clears throat> probably better not. Probably better bleep that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I still like my I still like my Svia. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing those, wrong with and it. those Optimus. I just, just I don't know why. Hard time burning it indoors is the thing. Oh, I, I cook on mine in the house. I, yeah, in a hotel why room. Not? Why not? Why because you're because you're 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 burning like kerosene in there. No, I burn white gas. It's the same thing. Well, not the same no. thing, but you're still going to get gassed. Whereas if you yeah. burn methanol. That's what people don't understand is everybody thinks like the outdoors nerds invented these little alcohol stoves. Uh-uh. Chafing dishes. Like I've got like antique chafing dishes that burn methanol. Right. You know, and uh, same thing with uh, the stoves on ships all used to burn that. Right. I mean, that, right. that's why they it's called do. a marine stove. They still do. Really? They still burn, uh, they still burn alcohol. Why? They still burn. Why do they why? use that, I wonder? Because it's ga- it doesn't stink. Yeah, and it won't it won't gas you below decks and stuff. Right. Well, and so that's uh, that's why you know what I don't I'm not sure of that. Well, and it won't stink up your pots. It won't it won't I, set I, up your pots. I, I think that if you burn that inside of an enclosed area for a long enough time, uh, you're going to be dead. Well, and that's just it, that'd be the same <laughs> thing with gas stoves in your house. Right. You know, but I think I think it's they've reached enough of a balance that. For most applications, it's going to be safe. Right. I think they must they must produce CO carbon. Oh monoxide. yeah, yeah. It, well, any any kind of a fuel burning is going to produce yep. for sure something. But I don't think right. it's I don't think it's near what other fuels burning does. Yeah. Um, but I do know I do know that um, uh, that the that the alcohol is not an easy find. No, it is De- it, denatured denatured alcohol. Go to the, is not go that to the hardware to store. Yeah. Any any hardware store's got it. They you just look for denatured alcohol or marine stove fuel. Even in even mm-hmm. in my town, a, a town of three thousand people, I can get it. Mm-hmm. In Charlevoix, which is a boating city, uh-huh. you can't find a, a can of it anywhere. You have to go to the paint the paint section because it's mm-hmm. used it's used uh, for right. people that paint. Yeah, it's it. You can get it anywhere. I think. Maybe maybe not where you live, but. Maybe you're just not looking in the right oh, I know, spot. I know I'm not a sailboater, so I use a lot of propane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I know the sailboaters always bitch about they have a hard time finding it. Oh, they just need to go to the paint section of their hardware yeah. store. I buy it by, like, the jug. You know, I've got massive quantities of it because I have to stay in hotels quite a bit. And I don't like to go in public. But um, I noticed that about you. Yeah. Don't like the public places. Not much, no. That's okay. Yeah.
see uh, another piece of gear to talk about is I just got the Maxpedition VersaPack Mongo. <laughs> so what the hell's that? Well, you know that orange bag of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like that only bigger. And the reason I got the bigger one is because um, my the iPad will fit in that little orange one, which is the Jumbo VersaPack, but it's not a comfortable fit and it's jacked up. Mm-hmm. So I upgraded to be able to put the iPod or iPad in the new um, thing. And it's just, it's I thought you were carrying bigger. that in the Becker thing. I, I carry the Becker thing as well. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to have more than one bag. I kind of wanted to have one bag that I would take to work and one bag that I would take other places. Oh. Yeah. So, um, but I want to be able to carry an iPad in both of those situations. So the Becker bag is perfect for work. It looks like all gentlemanly and stuff. <laughs> But the um, I, I like to carry a I like to just be able to grab a bag without changing the stuff that's in it. So that's it'd, why it'd be cool if that Becker bag was made out of uh, leather. Then it really would be gentlemanly like. Yeah, I probably wouldn't carry it then. Why? Because it well because it'd be heavier and um, yeah, but it would look a lot cooler. I don't, I don't think give so. A shit. Leather always looks cooler. Yeah, I, you're right, but I I kind of like the nylon stuff. You know, a, a leather canvas bag would be would be cool like that. Yeah, the, there's uh, Filson or whatever that company is makes a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah, but the problem is it's real expensive. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta. I'm kind of torn. I mean, I have a lot of nylon bags. Uh huh. And and. Uh, so many of them that I get confused as to which ones are which anymore. Yeah. I mean, I have them all over. I mean, I have like probably two in the back of my Jeep right now. Yeah, and you had one of them has got. Go ahead. You had three of them at Bark River last weekend. Yeah. One of them was yeah. the big uh, Maxpedition one that is the laptop carrier I saw. Yeah. Yeah. That, that puppy's been all over the world. Literally all over the world that bag has. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because I said to um, to Tim a while back, or it was quite a while back, um, if I had anything that I would change about that, it would be the one of the pockets on the front. I would put a dual zipper on it so you could zip it both ways. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, fuck you." I, you know, I use it all over the place. It's not. I mean, if you look at it. The, the plastic windows ripped out of the front of it. The, yeah, you know, I mean, it's got cracks in it and. It's it doesn't if you look at it it doesn't look anything like the the picture in their on their catalog yeah and on their website of what that bag's supposed to look like yeah it doesn't look anything like it yeah I said I would have beefed up the the hangers a little bit you know because they they've broken on the straps you know off the D rings uh huh and uh, luckily I had one of those um what the hell are those little hook things called you remember um. Little things that say not for climbing on them. Oh, night, the night eyes S beaner. Yeah, yeah, the night eyes S beaners. Yeah. Um, I happen to have a couple of those with me when that when the damn thing broke. Yeah. And I I cut it off. I cut the the balance of the hook off of it, and then put one of those night eyes beaners on there, and that's that's worked wonderfully ever since. Yeah. But no, and I had my I had all my sleeping shit in uh in my uh. Kit bag, that big kit bag. Uh-huh. I just throw that shit in there, you know, like a, a 
I don't know if you knew what was in that big bag, but was a sleeping bag. There was a another um, one of those um, whoobies that uh, Wiggies make. Okay. You know, I had one of those in there, and then I had my little uh, my little pillow that my little travel pillow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then my shaving kit. I yeah. threw it in that bag. <laughs> so I just it was just easy to to throw that all in there and. Because whenever I go someplace, I always, I usually do that. It, in somebody's house, I'll usually, if I'm staying at somebody's house, I'll usually bring a, I usually bring a sleeping bag so I don't mess up the sheets. Yeah. I, I may sleep on top of the bed or I may sleep on the floor, but that's just the way I do things. Yeah. A little weird like that. The, both of those, uh, the Becker bag and the Jumbo, that orange one of mine, are world travelers as well. Um, if I was going to change one thing about the Becker bag, there's a, a compartment on the back of the bag that you can use for concealed carry. Mm-hmm. I would put Velcro on the inside of that so that you can have one of those uh, little Maxpedition universal holsters in there mm-hmm. uh, that you could Velcro to it. And I would also make that a zipper compartment um, mm-hmm. so that there's no possibility of it accidentally opening is um, it how is it now? Is it it's is it Vel- uh, it's just a it's just a pocket with velcro at the top and the uh-huh. and it's e- I mean it's two strips of velcro so you can you could theoretically um put your hand down in there without undoing the velcro and somebody could discover your concealed carry that way. Um uh-huh. like if they were going to put something in your bag for you. Um so I would put a zipper back there and I would put velcro on the inside. Otherwise, that bag's damn near perfect. The Maxpedition uh, Mongo, I already see one thing I would change, and that's that on one strap, there's a cell phone holder, but the cell phone holder is for, like, those, like, little flip phones. Right. <laughs> Nobody fucking carries one of those anymore. They're all carrying right. like this. Or, yeah. they, or you know, so that, that um, holder, the only thing that's good for is that Obtanium wallet fits in there perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I'm gonna have to carry that for a while. Otherwise, otherwise I don't have anything else to put in that little cell phone holder. Like I, I don't have a use for it, and it's just extra junk on there. I may even have to cut it off. Yeah, put a flashlight but, in it. But it's it's not like that. It's like uh, you know the magazine carrier that you carry your cell yeah. phone in. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like just a. Uh, it's it's like that, and there's nothing. For me, that oh, oh only is small enough that nothing else will fit in there. Yeah, just one of those like you know early two thousands, late nineteen nineties cell phones will fit in there. Uh huh. Like the modern stuff doesn't cut it, and maybe they have some radio or something that the military guys are carrying that would fit in there, but it's pretty small. You know, it's pretty damn. Maybe small. it's for a magazine. Maybe it's for a magazine. It's not big enough. It's not big enough for a magazine. For, for like a nineteen eleven magazine. It's too, it's too wide. Pistol? No, it's not. Number one, it's not tall enough. I checked. And uh, number two, it's too wide for either of those options. So you're hmm. you're basically just screwed. I can't figure out what the hell. Oh, so it's, it probably was designed back in the day when. Yeah, but way back when. So they just need to update it as well. <clears throat> and they never updated. They weren't paying attention. Yeah. But maybe maybe people have something else that they carry in there. I don't know. You put a mouse in there? Uh, I don't know why I'd do that. 
to carry it on the outside of the bag. You mean is it open just like that? Yeah, it's the, it's, the it's clamshell. A, yeah, thing? it's exactly like the tactical taco. Only there's like a little thing that goes over the top of it. Like it, huh. it just really is not. It looks like those old school like holsters that you'd put on your belt for your cell phone, like that. Hmm. Like there's really no. Uh, maybe I'll figure. Maybe a multi tool fit in there or something. I don't know. Other, okay, so I'm looking for. I'm looking on the website right now for that. Yeah, just look up called, the VersaPack Mongo, Mongo VersaPack. It's in there. It'll, if you look in under the concealed carry section, it's an option in there, Mongo VersaPack. But it's a good size. It's the right size of bag. I just that's if I if if you let me have my wish and change one thing, that would be it. So that's the one that's got the water, the water bottle on the. Yeah, it's one side is that's where the hot sauce goes. Okay, then the other side is looks like a zipper pouch on the yeah, other side. Yeah, the the other and that's it's a good size zipper pouch. You can fit stuff in there, and then it's got zippered. Oh, I see. It's yeah. up on the on a strap. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? They actually made. <laughs> that's kind of silly. I have a cell phone pouch. That's that size that I got from them years ago, and and I had the phone, and I only had one phone that would fit in there, and it was like the dinkiest little yeah, and and I've I've had that stupid thing for umpteen years now, and I've never found a piece of gear that I could put in that little in that little thing. Now you see why I want that changed. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, you could maybe you could like put a pack of gum in there. Well, you know what fits perfectly. Obtainium wallet <laughs> fits absolutely perfectly in that. So that's spot. how small that wallet is. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's 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 cool. It just it it doesn't hold everything I need. But I guess that's why I carry a bag. So a man bag. I have to. I don't want to. Have to. Oh. Anyway. I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> You carry you carry more bags than than Imeldo Marcus has shoes, dude. <laughs> I have I have I have bag I have I have my Jeep. All my bags fit in my Jeep. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah. But so but like know. when I'm walking down the street, yeah, I don't have very many bags. No, like, me neither. It like mine, walking down the street. Or mine whatever. will sit in my car, or it'll come in with me if I have to go in and do surgery because I have to bring my loops and I have to bring my camera in to do that. Okay, so yeah. I got a funny story for you. Okay. <clears throat> a couple years ago, I've had a I have an AMT backup. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's That's that 45, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that thing okay. is awesome. Yeah. I've had it forever. Yeah. I've had it for a long time. And I was going someplace and I had locked up all my guns and I usually leave a gun out for Kathy in Either my nightstand or her nightstand, one of the two. Right. And it's usually a 9 millimeter or something like that. So I happened to be going, and I had I had opened my drawer up to put the gun in for her, and I, I had it put it in on my side of the bed, and I looked in there, and I noticed that my forty five was in there, that, that uh, yeah. uh, AMT. And I'd already locked everything up, and I was literally just about ready to go. So I pulled, 
I pulled it out of there, and it's in like a little pocket holster. Uh-huh. And I lifted up my bed, my mattress, uh-huh. and I, and my mattress is a. I have a, a a plywood platform in my bed, and then I have one. I don't have a box spring. I just have a big thick mattress. So I lifted up the mattress and I threw it underneath there. Now, mind you, this is like three or four years ago. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so. Fast forward about a year after I get back, mm-hmm. and I'm and I run across uh, the box that that gun came in a plastic plastic box that came with the uh, AM, from AMT with it in that it came in it right and and the magazines and uh, and then I got two more magazines in a sock drawer and I'm thinking where the hell is that freaking AMT backup I haven't seen that in a long time <laughs> literally. Two or three years, I'm kind of half-assed looking for that gun. I know I didn't lose. I mean, I know, I know nobody stole it. I got far, stuff that's far more valuable around here that they could steal if somebody actually was going to steal something. Right. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember where the hell I put that freaking little gun. So every once in a while, I'd say to I'd say to Kathy, "Hey, Kath, you remember seeing that stainless steel forty-five? And she's like, no. Did you lose it? No, no, I didn't lose it. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, you know, did I, God, did I leave it in my old Suburban? Did I leave it here? Did I leave it there? What the hell did I do with it, you know? So about a couple weeks ago, Kathy's changing the, the sheets on the bed, and she's just having a hard time. It's like we just got, I know what it was, new sheets. Yeah. yeah. Had just got new sheets and they weren't quite stretched out. And and she's like, can you help me with this? She said, I cannot get this this corner in. So I was like, sure. So I grabbed them. And, and our mattress is like one of these really like a double pillow top mattress. Right. And so it's 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 quite tall. And, uh, yeah, and that's why we don't have a box bed and stuff. Well we, well, we don't have a box spring on it because when we first put that bed up, we put the box spring on it, and it literally was like <laughs> like four feet in the air. Yeah, you have to climb up on it and stuff. Yeah, to, you know, <laughs> I was like, nah, I can't do that. So, so we got rid of the box spring anyway. So, <clears throat> I I lift up the damn corner of that, uh, which I never we never have this issue. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I, I rarely rarely ever lift that. Obviously, I hadn't lifted the corner of that mattress up in four years. So I lifted up the corner of the mattress to pull that sheet down over that, and I'll be damned if that gun wasn't sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at it, and I was like, there you are. <laughs> it's like finding a $20 bill it's, in an old coat or something. Well, and I just found a $20 bill folded up in my wallet that was kind of hidden in a face <laughs> too. It's so it's how creased and flat it is. Yeah. But, but it's funny because it was like um, – Totally had forgotten where I had put it. Yeah, and it wasn't. And, and I normally don't keep guns like that there. I mean, it's not something that I would normally. Oh, I'll just stick this underneath my mattress because it's an easy place to get to. Because I have a a drawer next to my bed, it's easier to get there. Yeah. Or usually, if I take my gun off, I usually let it on my my nightstand. But but I hadn't seen that gun in all those years. Huh. And and she, I lifted it up and I and I started laughing. She's like, "What?" And I said, well, "You would not believe." And I reached in there and I pulled it out. And she was like, "Well, I thought you said you didn't lose it." I said, "Well, I didn't lose it. It, it was, was always right, right there." <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know didn't know where it was. I would have found it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's typically that's why I don't get too excited about stuff because I because I eventually shit shows up. Yeah, you know? I'm still waiting for a bussy badger to show up. 
Oh, I pulled a real bonehead move the other day, though. Um, okay, I've got these. You ever see those butane lighters that are like this long, and you you it, they snap and you light them up, and you got to recharge them every once in a while. Yeah, it's for like lighting your grill and whatnot. Yeah, or, yeah. So I'm I'm filling one up the other day, and I'm not sure. I don't think I have the right the right nozzle on the on the filler. Yeah, but it's you know there's some of it that's leaking out. And so we're we're in the laundry room, and she's doing laundry, and I'm, you know, and fi- she's like, "You better let that, you better let that clear out before you light that thing. It's gonna explode." <laughs> I was like, "It's not gonna explode." Watch, and I lit it up, and the whole handle in my hand all catch on fire. So it's like my <laughs> whole hand is on fire, and, and I went, I looked at it, and I was like, "I blew it out," and she started laughing, and she says. She says, for a minute there, you were thinking about throwing that, weren't you? (laughs) (laughs) That lands in the clothes. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, but I thought that, I thought better of that. I thought I better just blow it out. Yeah. She's like, she's like, God, it doesn't take, you don't get excited about much, do you? Yeah. She's like, your whole hand was on fire. It's like, nah. So what, you know, what's there to get excited about? It only hurt for a little bit. (laughs) Hey, I'm excited about something um, to do with firearms. And What'd you get? our upcoming, well, I didn't get anything, but our upcoming road trip. Oh, yeah. You know, the zombie shoot, uh, yeah. they're talking about having it be a combo of rifle and handgun. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody, some of those guys transitioning from one to the other? Oh, they can't even change magazines, half those guys. And and, and the the funniest ones are the ones that walk around claiming to be like operators and shit. And you, no. you can see like Dave just sitting there like laughing at them and stuff yeah. because they're like, they're like waving the barrel in people's faces and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you just oh, know. Yeah. And so like, you, you know, they, one of them wanted me to videotape him. I videotape him. His damn gun jammed like eight times. And then like he couldn't, he couldn't unjam it. He just had to quit. Like it, it was, it was comical. Like it, yeah, did I show you my uh, um, my M1A? No, I got an M1A from Springfield a while back. Yeah, um, I'm gonna build a M21, which is a, a sniper rifle. Oh, cool! And it's and it's a. Um, I'm waiting for. I have everything but the scope mount. I lit. I have a. I have a um, a ten power scope that was from. I can't even say where I acquired it. I've got I've got almost like the complete M21 package except for the scope mount for an M21. I'm kind of in the market for one. Hmm. Um, but I have the scope kit. I have the tool kit. I have every everything that revolves around the rifle mm-hmm. and the rifle. It's just the only thing I need to marry it up is the 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 scope mount. Okay. And. Uh, so I'm I'm all excited about that. I just haven't found one yet, but I've got like the a ten power uh, Leopold scope that was issued to a. I'm trying to think of what the name of the what the name what the what the model number of the scope is. Is it a scout scope? Is it, no, no, oh. no, no. It's a sniper scope. Yeah, but the, but I mean, is it's it, a ten is power it, sniper scope. No, 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 no. It's no. not. It's a, it's a real down sniper further. scope. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's a real sniper scope. It's 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 what was it was an issued scope. Okay. And the issued toolkit. Nice. Um, yeah, pretty sweet. Chance's got the, Chance has got one of those uh 
that's that's uh the SOCOM. I think it's a SOCOM. Mm-hmm. He's got it set up like that with a with a long eye relief scope and a scout sno- scout scope on it. Yeah, my um, I've but, I've got um the reason I know what a scout scope is is because I've got an old uh car ninety eight um that uh I put a a scope mount on it, but the only way to do that is to put it on the rear sight unless you want to drill the receiver and I didn't want to modify it, so I I replaced the rear sight with a scope mount. Um, but it's it's significantly away from you, so you have to you have to have a scout scope for that. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. I've got the loophole uh, scout scope on there, uh, and it shoots long, really long nice. Long eye relief scope. Yeah, it's it's clear. It's it's halfway down the freaking barrel. Is that a four power scope? No, I think it's. Um, I'd have to look at it. I don't I don't remember exactly, but it's it's not super high power. But I I built that rifle because I didn't have the money to. I was in Kentucky and somebody invited me deer hunting and the the woods up there are um uh you need you need uh kind of a the ideal gun would be like a, a 30 30 lever action. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. you you really don't need a scope. Um you really don't need anything. You just need a short gun that you can swing quick and knock something down cuz it's pretty tight mm-hmm. woods. Well, um I didn't have the money for to buy anything so i found an old car 98k for a hundred bucks at this place called bucks nice. and so i bought it i brought it out to knob creek there and i tried to shoot it and it shot like you know at their 250 yard thing it shot like perfectly like you know very precise meaning the bullets were very close together they were just um way 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 uh shooting way 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 high and I couldn't mm-hmm. adjust the elevation on it any so that the bullets came down any lower. And that was at 250 yards. Because so, you had the wrong mount. No, no, no. This was before I even put a scope on it. This was with oh. the sights straight from Russia. You know, it was a captured Russian gun. And mm-hmm. I didn't change anything about the gun. So I lowered, 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 lowered. Could never get it to, to where it shot reasonably. Um, it shot very precisely. It just was shooting high. And I couldn't mm-hmm. lower it. And so um, that's when I decided to put a scout scope on there. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's a really fun gun to shoot. It's heavy, but yeah, yeah. That the uh, the M one A is heavy. It's got yeah. a bow barrel on it, and um, I I thought I showed you that one. It's uh-huh. got a wooden stock. It's like an M fourteen. Yeah, well, Sp- Springfield M fourteen. We well, you know they're real similar. They're making um, they're making the the modern version of the grand you know they still well, that's kind that they still make kind that. of what that is yeah well they they still make it and those i want one but they're like 1500 bucks and yeah. they're like super duper heavy yeah you know so I, I, some someday i'll probably get one but i my think my dad always wanted one yeah really bad never never got one my grandfather had one i, I don't have no idea whatever happened to it yeah um yeah, I want the modern. I, I modern don't have one. one of those. I have an FNFAL. Okay. Which is a pretty. I mean, that was like the battle rifle of the. Yeah. Of the. Uh, of the day. Yeah. I have an FN five seven. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is awesome. Have you ever shot one of those? Oh yeah. I love them. Yep. But. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. That's a. Uh, that's kind of a scary gun. I, you know, I've been. Um, been kicking around getting a 17 which you know a seven yeah. well i 
Uh, did they make a pistol one in of the that? Rim, one of the rim fires. Did they make a pistol I, in that? I don't know. I, d- I, I looked for it. That's why I bought the. That's why I bought the five seven. Is because back when I was buying the five seven, they I was looking. There was a. There was one that shot twenty two magnum and had like a thirty round clip, but there were problems mm-hmm. with the slide. Um, and then I so I was like, well, they have to have like a seventeen or something, and nobody was making one back then. So I ended up with a five seven, but yeah, that'd no, be. I, you that'd know, be I don't cool. know uh, if they make a seventeen pistol. And that'd be really um, cool if they did. Well, it looks like looks like uh, Ruger does. Oh, really? Looks like it. What's that one called? It looks like a Mark II with a. Whoa! Really? Yeah. H, it's the and HMR, make a pin right? Pistol. Pistol. XL Arms makes a makes a MP17. XL Industries. Uh-huh. XL. Okay, I see it. Well, and, uh, it might be worth looking at. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I. Uh, this is kind of intriguing. Case, case Stinger Manufacturing. 17 pen pistol. Oh boy. $1,600. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I haven't ever bought a 17 HMR. Um, just because the, you know, the, the 22 long rifle, you're pretty much good out to about, you know, a hundred yards, um, for the small game stuff. And the 17 HMR doesn't get you that much more. It gets you out to like 150. Yeah. And, you know, I just don't have a. But, you well, know, if, it, if it's I further than a hundred yards, then I'm going to use my um, two twenty three. You know, and then that that puts me out past uh, five hundred. Mm-hmm. So, like, what? Wh- I just don't have like a a slot for the seventeen HMR. But if it was in pistol, that'd be fun. Well, it's, uh, I think a seventeen HMR is actually more. Uh, they're supposed to be more accurate, I think, than a twenty two. Yeah, it would be, um, and it, it it'll it'll have it'll it'll have better range because you know I don't know. It's we kind were, of funny because I I've got a I've got a uh, a twenty two magnum uh-huh. <clears throat> bolt action that will hollow out a quarter at seventy five yards. Yeah, they're they're fantastic, and I and I'm not sure what you could do that's more accurate than that, but. Oh, two oh four Ruger. I also learned I can shoot better than a than a twenty two Ruger can shoot. Okay. A Ruger pistol. Yeah. Um, when I was when I first started shooting bullseye, I bought a I bought a uh, a Ruger. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And everybody told me when I showed up the first night, "What did you buy a Ruger for? That's that's like you you'll be able to shoot better than that in a year." Yeah. And I was like, "There's no way you can shoot better than a Ruger," and they're all saying, "Yep." You have no idea. You will be able to shoot better than that Ruger can has has the ability to shoot. Yeah, within a year. So of course I did not believe it. So the first three years, I got to a peak, and I could not get any better. I just kept it. it no matter what I did, I tried changing my stance. I tried to change in this. I tried to change in that. My grip trade. I. Ch- tried to change everything and i could never get my numbers to go up yeah so the end of the third year 
one of the guys, one of the guys I was shooting with, had a left-handed Smith and Wesson mm-hmm. set up for left hand, and uh, he said, "You know what?" He said, "Try shooting this." He said, "You're," he said, "I've watched you for the past two years just get frustrated." He said, "Shoot this once, just shoot one round, 20, 20 points." Wow! Like immediately, like I had just finished shooting and uh, twenty points higher with a gun that I'd never shot before. Yeah. So that was the end of that. So I I picked up a, a model forty one, and that was the end. And haven't looked back since. Yeah, the the league that that. And, league. I, and I don't know if I could shoot better than a forty one now. I mean, I, I wonder the, is your league the the league that we have is um. You you put one hand behind your back and then you have the other hand with your pistol yeah. and you shoot one handed. Yes. At fifty feet. That's bullseye. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's so that's that's what we call our hunters league. But I love shooting that way with well, with a twenty two pistol because if you N- if you get NRA, good there. NRA bullseye yeah. is called NRA bullseye. Yeah. That has you have specific rules that yeah, you have to get. It, it, we're talking about the same thing. It's just we we. If you sign up for the league here, you're not signing up for the Bullseye League. You're signing up for the Hunters League, but it's shot NRA Bullseye rules. So, so nobody, so so you don't really actually get NRA recognition for no, it. No, you do, but it's okay, just so it's just, just the name that. that our club is putting on it, and okay. that's it. So do you shoot that? I have, but I I didn't didn't this year. But it's it's yeah. basically um, that's how I practice. If I go down to the range, I'll practice I'll you, that way. There is not one competition that will make you a better shooter than that yeah it, there's not well, one with competition with a pistol anywhere yeah with a with a pistol that's 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 how you get well and not just a pistol with a rifle too because I, what I happens noticed is it crossing what happens is you get your your trigger control is so much better yeah when you shoot when you shoot bullseye that's what the the whole the whole key is trigger control yeah one hundred, almost a hundred percent. Yep. And, and, and well, and, then uh, it's not even just that. It's it's holding it, being able to hold a a pistol on target with one hand. Well, when you get up into in, <laughs> when you get up into the level of competition that I was in, um, then it then it becomes even beyond that. It's then it's r- the right because it's not so it's not difference. just because you can't hold the pistol that still. Yeah. So what happens is you start. Um, the pistol moves in a circle in a circular motion, and then you time it. Yeah, and, and it's all about it's all about the timing, and it's and and uh, and and trigger squeeze. Yeah, um, because what happens is you can't upset that you can't upset that circle when you squeeze the trigger because you can't. I don't care how how tight you grip the gun. Yeah, it, it moves. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be worse if you grip it tighter because exactly. then you're introducing. Yeah, so so like, I mean, I mean, listen, I would stop drinking coffee. And you know what my addiction to coffee yeah. is? I would stop drinking coffee at noon. <laughs> some of the best, some of the best uh, matches that I ever shot was I actually went in the sauna and spent an hour in the sauna before I went to the went to the to the club. So you were just drained, basically. So totally, so totally relaxed that I didn't give a shit one way or the other. Yeah, I just was gonna. I was just there to shoot. Yeah, and and that was and and some of the. Um, some of the biggest uh, um, the biggest scores I've ever gotten were, were were things like that. Yeah. Well, see, I I would join the. That's how I practice when I when I practice. Um, I I have a Ruger Mark III 
with the bull barrel that I've mm-hmm. tuned up and it shoots great. Um, yeah. But that's how I practice because uh, when you switch back to doing it, you know, like the the real official way with two hands and you know plenty of time and all that, like you, it just increases your accuracy like so incredibly much. It's it's just awesome. Like you know, like uh, see, I have I have that that Mark two. Yeah. That I actually can shoot better than that. I can actually shoot better than that gun can shoot. Yeah. Well, and and, and that's which is amazing. The, the mark, which is amazing. The Mark three hundred. I'm at the I'm at the limits of that as well. Um, but you know, I'm whether or not I want to invest anymore because I'm not competing in that. I just I just practice with that to so that my other shooting is is good too. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's a, not actually that's a very competing. that's a very disciplined sport. Yeah. Um, very very disciplined sport. Yep. Well, anyway, you got anything else? Oh, just that Jimmy reprofiled the uh, three sisters. Yours? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sharpened it up. Yep. That we talked about that at the beginning of the last uh, podcast. Yeah. Yep. That was. Um, and what else have I got going on? Nothing really. It's been kind of boring this week. Yeah. Been kind of boring this week. Huh. Not a lot going on. Yeah. Well, your your video is actually pretty good. I like that. Oh, the sharp your, grind lines the, one. The, the grind, yeah, that was a good. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time convincing you, Yahoos. <laughs> well, and here's the deal. Um, the whole point is you got to understand that's it's it's a um, nobody wants to make it easy for the competition. Yeah, but they're not going to compete with them. Yeah, you know what. There's all, there's actually some guys out there that think they can put them out of business. Then nobody's going to put and, them out of business. They smoke crack. Yeah. Like, I'm just I'm just saying yeah. that that's that's a that is a um, uh, that is a notion that is if you showed everybody the the complete system how they're how they operate how they you know yeah um, there's there's people out there that believe that they can. Well, there's people, there's guys out there right now, and and I, I'm not going to name the company, but there's this Yahoo that that actually thought that he could buy up enough steel so that they could not get steel. <laughs> okay, this is a guy that's new to the scene, maybe in the last four years, three, four, four You'll years. You'll tell me off the podcast. Yeah, but he actually, he actually. Um, went and bought all of the steel thinking that he was going to stop the production at Bark River. Why would you want to do that? Because he doesn't like them. It's a huge he, he, world, there was two people. There was two people that he wanted to put out of business, Jerry Bussey and, and, and Bark River. But it's a huge world. Well, like that's... You're not in competition. Like my piddly little knife company, even if there's another guy in my town of 3,000 people with a knife company, we're not competing. Because the world is so huge, mm-hmm. it's like pissing in the ocean. Like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. People are stupid. <laughs> it always amazes me, but yeah. but that's but that truly is uh, you know that truly is one of the things that that this fell. I mean, to me, I always think of when you start something up just to just to hurt somebody else. Mm-hmm. It tends to not work out real well. No, it's you're just wasting money. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I gotta make some curry here. That sounds like fun. Yeah, 
Guyanese curry I, chicken. <laughs> that sounds good, too. This lady in the jungle taught me. It's awesome. They have curry in South America? Fuck yeah. Along the Caribbean no. coast there? Hell yeah, they do. Yeah, the, the, uh, the food in Guyana is like fried rice and different curries. I mean, they got, they've got Chinese people, they've got Indian people, um, they've got, uh, um, so that's blacks, the same as Indian got, curry. So they, they it's, it it's almost there. the same. Does it grow there? They import it. But okay. think about the think about the trade in the Caribbean region. Right. You know, that's and that that's why if you go to um like Haiti or any of those other countries, they have like um you know, Indian influences because of the yeah. trade that and, yeah. and it's like if you go to the middle of the jungle in Peru, it's it's uh fried rice that you're eating. Yeah. Japanese and Chinese food. It's because of the, yeah. the trade and stuff. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, I'm having Guyanese food tonight. Making that, I'm making their version of, uh, um, uh, depends on what country you're in. It's either chana or garbanzo beans or chickpeas. So they have a curried version of that that I'm making. Okay, so. movie suggestion. I got a movie suggestion from, uh, uh, Chance the other day. Okay. And he said, um, the new, the new, um, Robert Redford movie just came out on video on like a DVD. Okay, what's the name of and it? It's it's called um, All Is Lost. All Is Lost. Have you heard about that? Uh uh-uh. uh He's on a sailboat and he hits a car uh, uh, hits a cargo uh, cra- uh, container off of that fell off a ship. Okay. In the water, puts a hole in his boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a survival type situation. Oh, cool! Maybe and they it's have it actually, on according to according to uh, Chance, yeah. it actually was made in 2013. It was actually one of those movies that you go, "Well, that was a good idea. That's the smart thing to do. Huh. That's the smart thing to do." And instead of you know how you watch some of the survival stuff, you always go, "What? What the fuck did he do that for? Yeah. <laughs> Why the hell would you do that?" And uh, so that's. Apparently, it's nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. Oh, cool. Let me look here. All is lost. See if it's available on... Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that it must not have done well in the box office because it's already out on DVD. Yeah, it's not on um, It's not on Netflix yet, so I'll probably have to get the DVD. Huh. Well, thanks, yeah, Chance, for that. Yacht. Yeah, thanks. And uh, he said it's really quite good. He said it was... He said there's only like eight words said in it. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Like yeah, Castaway, so, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of one of those type of things. Wilson, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I had mixed emotions about that movie. I liked it. I don't care about th- the survival aspects was, of it. I really liked I, it. I thought it was kind of. See, I don't like movies that have not not real pleasant endings. I liked it. I like. Uh, I like movies like that. You wanna, I would have liked. I would have liked it if she would have show if if she would have waited.
you want a uh, you want a movie su- suggestion uh, from stuff that's actually showed up in our podcast before, music wise. I'll put What's some that? in here. It's um, the reason nobody knows about this movie is it came out uh, at the same the same year by like the same cast as The Godfather. Okay. Uh, it's got Gene Hackman and uh, Fredo and a bunch of other people, like big, huge guys. And the movie is called The Conversation. Okay. And it uh, it's fabulous. It is absolutely amazing. And I The Conversation. I guess I've never heard of that movie at all. Yeah, but it's 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 just awesome. It's one of my it's one of my like, you know, I have to have this movie. Like if if I can only have 10 movies and I have to put those 10 movies and that's all I can have, that's one of them. Really? Yep, and I'll put okay, I'll, have uh, to, I'll have to get that. Actually, probably um, underneath what we're talking of right now, I'll put that and that'll be our closeout music. Is that is that um uh is that on Netflix? Uh, it, it very well may be. I, I okay, so um, one of the things that is on Netflix right now is the new episodes of House of Cards. Yeah, okay. I know I need to watch it. I'll get and it. And I'll tell you what, I know there's a lot of you guys out there listening, watching that show. Okay. That is about one of the shittiest pricks that you ever want to meet in your life is the, is the, is the main character in this movie. I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it. What an what an awful individual. Yeah. And to think that that's probably what our government's like. We're gonna finish up the wire first, and then uh, then we're gonna get um, then I'll watch House of Cards. The wire. I've got to do that too. I haven't. I, I just haven't made time to watch that yet either. We're we've been uh, we've been House of Carding it lately. Yeah. Some. I mean, some people are are uh, some people have watched the whole series already, and it just came out like two weeks ago. They well, it actually came out the day that there was. It came out the Friday that you that you went. You came up to Bark River. Yeah, they're going to have sores on their butts yep. from sitting and they too long. It all nonstop, all the way through. Jeez, it's got to be good. Then I'm going to get. I'm going to watch. Yeah. It. Anyway, yeah, it is. We got to we got to skedaddle here. All right. So uh, keep your knives sharp, friends, and your friends sharper. Check us out Stand on uh, knifejournal.com. <laughs> We've got forums Ouch. there. Um, you can. See my monkey business, average Iowa guy. That's my channel on YouTube. Yep, like us on Facebook. Yep, send us emails at podcast at knifejournal dot com. And we actually do cover your stuff. You yes, know, yep, so. we try to. Yep, we try to. So, alrighty, take care. Yep. Bye. Bye.